Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity to speak to your people. We love you so much for trusting us. So Lord, we ask you, Lord, let your word go forth. Let it transform hearts. Let us have a greater passion and a greater desire to live for you. Lord, your purpose is that everyone would be saved. Thank you. We thank you for Jesus Christ and his teachings. And we thank you for Pauline and all his writings. Uh, we appreciate you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 How are everybody doing today? Fantastic, man. I want the young people to make sure you take notes and all that and uh, get your phones out. This person, I'm going to give you permission to get your phones out. Uh, I don't want any young people, two young people sitting together because uh, we hear any chattering. I'm coming to get you today. You've been, you been, you been, you been getting off the hook. I'm coming to get you today. So you start talking, having conversation, y'all sitting together. So if you can't be quiet, don't get, I'm going to call you out today. Today is, today is call out day. Everybody say call out day. So, uh, so the topic is uh, a call to holy living and part two. Everybody say part two. So we want to finish the, the matter from, from last week. Um, but I want to read something out of Job uh, chapter one. And it's very interesting. Um, in Job chapter 1, uh, verse number 6, uh, it says, One day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan, everybody says Satan, Satan. also came with them. Now think about that. All right? So the angels came to present themselves before God, and Satan came with them. Right? And he got he, he a bold, man. He presents himself, man. So he must have been prophetic. Pretty comfortable, man, coming before, before God. Verse number seven said, The Lord spoke to him. The Lord said to Satan, Where have you come from? Satan, I want to know where you've been, where you come from. Then Satan answers him. He says, From roaming throughout the earth, going back and forth in it. Interesting, isn't it? So Satan said, I've been walking to and fro, going back and forth in the earth. Um, um, and then another part of it, and Job later on, he says, seeking whom I may devour. Everybody says, Satan want to devour you. Now, Satan, his whole mission is um, he really wants to uh, get next to God. And the only way he can really get next to God is he has to go through you, right? Because he knows you guys have God's heart, and, and you guys are God's creation. And he knows if, if I can just get to them, then I may need to get to God. So let me upset them, right? So his mission is to get us, man, to walk contrary to God's word, right? And here's the thing. When we walk contrary to God's word, uh, we bring trouble on ourselves. It's things that happen, things we do, really create problems for ourselves. Sometimes we want to blame it on Satan and blame it on God, but we really create problems for ourselves. So the Bible really tries to give us a path to take uh, so we don't end up in deep trouble, and, you know. And so um, when Paul was writing, Paul really was writing really to the Gentiles, right? Um, the Jews was a whole different group of people, and you know that when you read uh, the second chapter. But uh, in this first chapter, he was addressing uh, the, uh, the Gentiles because Roman was a different kind of place. And Paul was ministering. He's writing this letter to Rome, but there was a lot of crazy stuff that was going on in Rome. And a lot of people was living and doing anything they wanted to do. And they was living their best life, right? And remember, they had all kind of guys and a guy for this and a guy for that. And, 
And so they worship all these different gods, and Paul was trying to bring them in and say, you really need to worship God and him only. Because uh, Satan was causing them in to do all kind of crazy things, and people was really self-centered. Right? It was always about them. It wasn't really about anybody else. So if it felt good to me, then I'm going to do it. Right? It ain't your business what I do. It's my business. So I'm going to live the life I want to live. Right? And so and Paul really was trying to head us out uh, from all these different issues. And when he was writing, it's almost like he's writing today. Uh, and we talked about that last week. So I'm going to read some, some scriptures from last week to bring us into today. Now, when you read Romans, uh, Romans, they, uh, it's a very interesting book, but it's really the whole book of Romans, man, really to try to bring us in tight with God and try to get us on the right path with God and try to get us not to go down the wrong walkway. You know, don't go down the highway and veer off to the right and veer off to the state of course. So Paul was trying to help them out. And so he was telling them about what happens when you decide to do you. Everybody said, I decide to do me. Right now, so as we read it, and understand what's going on. Paul was letting them know, he said, listen, uh, Gentiles, you guys don't really understand because I'm really a Jew, right? And so I understand the law. I understand God's principles. I understand his commandments. I understand everything else. God has really embodied me and gave me the power to really bring you guys into this fold. He said, now you guys need to, you need to act right. You know, you need to live right. You need to do some things right, right? But so when you listen to it and you're watching what's happening today, and what was going on in the Roman Empire, and you wonder, and you see, and it, are there any parallels that was going on then that start to happen now, right? So, uh, so what we want to talk about um, is a couple things. Um, and, and David was a man after God's own heart. David was a man who really loved God. Everybody say he loved God. But the problem with David was David still was human. Even though he was the king, he had all the power, he was human, and some of his weaknesses and all that stuff came into play. So David did some crazy stuff. David had a lot of women, concubines, and all that kind of stuff, but he still had a man killed and all that. But God really still loved David. He, the reason why he loved David so much, because David had a repentant spirit. So when David, whenever God would bring something to David's attention, man, David would always say, I'm sorry, and generally, man, try to turn. Right. So you got to have a repentant spirit. Repentance, when I really want to turn, I want to do a 180, not a 360 because you don't want to end up in the same spot. But you want to do a 180 and you kind of want to turn your life around and get back on the right path. Right. And so uh, Satan said, I come to kill, steal and destroy. That's his mission. He said, I'm not going to deviate from that because I don't want nobody to be saved. I want everybody. I want everybody to go to hell where I'm going. Right. He said, so, and I'm going to do whatever I can to influence you, right? Whatever I can do to influence you, uh, and if it's about you, then I'm going to let it be about you, right? So when David uh, was writing after he had sinned with Bathsheba, and he said, Lord, created me a clean heart, right? And uh, renew the right spirit or a loyal spirit within me, right? He wanted him to renew the right spirit because he knew his spirit was wrong, right? Don't nobody have to tell you that your spirit is off. You know your spirit is off. When you're doing things that's contrary to the word of God, you know when your spirit is what? Off. And don't nobody have to tell you it's off because you know it's off. Right? Don't nobody have to trick you and try to fool you and, and make you think it's not. You, you know what you're doing is wrong. Right? Because God built something inside of you to let you know what's wrong and what's right. 
right? And you have to make a decision. Young people, you have to make a decision. If I want to skip school or not, all right, that's on me. It's not on my friends. That's on me. It's something going on on the inside of me that make me, man, not want to go to school, right? If I want to do something wrong, I'm not blaming anybody else. We, we blame it on peer pressure and all that. But the bottom line is you're not going to do nothing really, man, that you really don't want to do something down, deep down inside. So you have to really do a self-check and figure out, man, what's going on inside of me to make me want to do something that I know is wrong, right? And so uh, and whenever David saw that, he always repented. So he said something in his 11 verse. He said, do not banish me from your presence. Whatever you do, God, don't ever leave me. I need you in my life to keep me on the right path. If you pull away from me, I know I got hell to pay. He's because I know everything inside of me, and I know what's inside of me, and ain't none of it good, right? And that's why the born-again experience is so important, because you have to die to you, right? Because your selfish, your selfish egotistical personality makes you want to do whatever you want to do, right? Sometimes in the process of hurting other people. So David says, do not banish me from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. It's important, young people, that God don't remove his Holy Spirit from your life. It is your protection, and you have to guard it with all your heart, and you have to stay in the Word of God, understand what's going on, right? So Peter, when Peter was writing, uh, Peter said this in the 14th verse of that first chapter. He says, so you must live as God's obedient children. That means you have to follow God's order, right? He says, don't slip back into your old way of living to satisfy your own desires. You didn't know any better, right? Now listen, before you knew Christ, you didn't know no better. He said, but now that you know, then you need to make better choices, right? When, when you know to do good and you don't, then you get whipped with many stripes, right? Young people. So when I know, if my mama tell me, whatever you do, don't skip class. When your friends talk to you, say, come on, man, let's go down here, and we can go to the store, and, and, we, and I miss class. And the tennis officer called, and the phone rang, and she, you come home, and they said, where were you? I was in class. They said, either you line or the school line. And for some reason, they're going to bleed the school. And it's a good chance the school is right. Every now and then, the teacher may mark you absent. Or every, 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 every now and then. Right now, so it's important. So here's Peter, he goes on to say this. He said, but you, he said, but now you must be holy in everything you do. Everybody say in everything you do. Everything. everything you do, you must be holy. In everything. What did it hold me? I need to set my life apart, man, and do the right thing. I got to know what's right and do the right thing. If I do the right things, right things will happen. Whatever you sow in life, you're going to reap it. You know, you guys on the internet, y'all call it karma and all that. The Bible says you reap what you sow. If you sow something, you're going to reap it. If you sow wrong living, you're going to reap wrong living, right? And there's a consequence, man, for every behavior, right? The Bible says the wages of sin is death. There's a payment for when you don't do right. Right? Now, I know you, don't, you get mad when your parents tell you this here and, and, and say you're in trouble. I'm going to get you, Petey. I'm going to get you. Petey, but I, I'm going to get you because I told you before you did it. 
right? So what happens, um, and I tell Nari, listen, Nari, I'm not playing. Boy, don't you tell me no story. Now nah, I'm not, don't, don't, well, you better think twice. I'll give you an option. Before you tell this story, get it right. Because if you tell me the wrong thing, and I know you're lying, you got hell to pay. But there's a consequence for it. And some of us, we weigh out the options. And we say, you know what? I'd rather take this whooping and do what I want to do. But the problem is that whooping is not what's going to create the real problem. The real problem is you made a decision in your life that's going to impact more than just that whooping you got. You, you can make a choice by skipping school that create all kind of other problems. When you tell a lie, it creates all kind of problems, right? And here's the big thing. Now, all of a sudden, the ways of sin is death. Now, your parents don't believe you because you lied, because the payment for lying is death. It could be the death of that relationship, man, between you and your parents, and, and do they trust you anymore? And then all of a sudden, you said, Mama, believe me. I promise you, I promise you I'm not going to lie. They said, I heard that lie before. It happens in relationship. It happens all over the place. So when Peter was talking to him, he says, just as God who chose you is holy, right? Now, remember that we were creating his image. I tell you that every week. Right? For the scripture says you must be holy because I made you in my image, right? He says, listen, you were made. He said, you need, you need to make sure. Don't let Satan throw you off because he's walking to and fro seeking whom he may devour. Don't let his nature get in you. Right? It's important to understand that. Don't, don't, everybody said, don't let his nature. Whatever you do, don't let his nature get in you. I want you to go with me to Romans chapter 1. Turn your Bibles, get your phones. Young folks, I'm going to give you the opportunity to get your phone. All right? Because I want to read this. Because I didn't put it on, on the screen. I want to read this here. I want to go back to it and go to verse number 18. I want to start. All right? So here's what Paul says. So Paul's writing. I want you to hear me well when we walk through this here. He says, for I'm not ashamed of the good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. He said, I'm not ashamed of the good news. I'm not ashamed of Jesus' teaching. He said, because that's the thing, man, that's going to save me. If I follow his teaching, it's going to save me, right? He says, first the Jews and then also the Gentiles, because uh, God sent Jesus to the Jews first. He said, but you Gentiles, he said, you're going to reap the benefits of what God did for the Jews. Then he goes on and says this in verse 17. He said, this good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. How God, the good news, tells us how God makes us right in his eyes. Everybody said right. In God's sight. He said, this is accomplished from start to finish by faith. Everybody said faith. You got to believe in what Jesus taught you and what the Bible tells you about your relationship with God and who you are. Then he says this, as the scripture said, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. It is through faith in Christ and what he did for you. Right, that makes you right with God. Now, remember, now, this is Paul talking to the Gentile. He said, what makes you right in right standing with God is really having faith in what Jesus Christ did for you at Calvary. He said, that's what makes you right with God. He said, believing in God so much that I'm willing to give my life to him. Or I'm willing to follow his teachings. 
I'm willing to do what's supposed to be done when it's supposed to be done. I'm going to follow the word, Brittany, to the letter. Right? I'm not going to deviate and go right and left. Amen? So then he says this. I want to jump down, and this is important, <clears throat> to verse 18. It's, a, it's a hard stuff. I don't like doing it, but it's hard. But I got to read it for it to make sense to you. So God anger is as is that sin. Everybody says sin. God anger is at the sin that we are committing. What is God angry about? The sin. A sin is whenever I rebel against God. When God, when the word tells me what to do and I decide to do me, then I rebel and that's called sin. I know what it says, but I'm going to do me. All right? You understand I'm young. You can't just do you, boo. You can't do you, right? He said, you can't do you. It's important, Angela. You can't just do you, right? Because doing you may cause you to sin, right? And the payment for sin is death. And death doesn't mean you're going to die. Death can mean the influence. A good name is better to be chosen than great riches, Right? You, your, your name is at stake. Parents, husbands, wives, children, your name is at stake. That's all you have in this world is your name. You have a few dollars in the bank, but it doesn't mean much. Right? So here's what he says in verse 18. But God shows his anger. Listen to what God says. God shows his anger. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 18, Romans chapter 1. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Right? Now, so, so God is not happy with your wickedness, all right, and your sinful behavior. When you know to do good, do it. Everybody say do it. All right? Then he goes on to say this. They know the truth about God, Right? Because he has made it obvious to them. Verse 20. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. All right? Everybody said knowing God. And knowing what's to do. All right? Now listen. Everybody said wickedness and sin. Now if you're doing stuff you know is wrong, you got to stop. Today is the day you got to stop. You got you to turn your life around and you got to give your life to the Lord and say, listen, he will expose you. Right? And then when he raised his, when, well, listen, when he pulled the blanket off you, it hurts. Right? So it's important. All right? Now, so you don't have any excuses. Verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. Now watch this here. And they, be, they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark 
and confused. Hear me out. They decided that they wanted to do them. Everybody said do them. He said then all of a sudden because you wanted to do you, your mind became dark and you stopped thinking of crazy stuff. Right? And, 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 and you start to justify your behavior. You start doing things. And this is important, man. I don't want us to miss this here. He said they became confused. What happens is they start taking God and they start making the truth and turning it the way they wanted to go. Young people, it's happening every single day. You, you, you don't get to hide because you know better. All right? Let me keep going. Verse 22, claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. They thought they were smart. I thought I was smarter than my mama. I thought I was slicker than beady girl. I thought she didn't know. I thought she, she didn't know no better, Brittany. You know, I thought I was, because I was smart. You know, my mom didn't have no education, and I had a little bit. So I tried to outsmart her. It didn't work. The switch was smarter than me. Hmm. So claiming to be wise, instead they became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worship idols made to look like mere people, birds and animals and reptiles. So what they started to do, they, start, they knew who God was. Now, watch what's going on back in Rome. They knew who God was, but they started making Samantha. They started making idols and, out of reptiles and wood, and, and all. they started making all these different gods, and they started worshiping these things, right, knowing that that's how can the thing that you made be your God, right? So they started worshiping these things, and they really wanted those things, because those things really had no power over their life. So they was doing them, right? Now, they, they knew better, so they started worshiping, so they really wouldn't really worship God for who he was. So they started justifying their crazy behavior. Now, this, now this is God, right? Now, watch, watch what Paul tell them. Verse 24, right? This ain't got nothing to do with LGBTQ. It ain't got nothing to do with none of that. Just hear what he said. He says, so God abandoned them to do whatever their shame, watch this here. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful thing their heart desired. Whatever they wanted to do, they did it. Forget you, mama. I don't care what you say. When I get away from home, I'm going to do me. And your mind is a crazy thing. It makes you do stuff you ain't got no business doing. And you, and it, listen, and the devil makes you think you can get away with it. Right? I'm just telling you what, what happens, right? He says, uh, so God abandoned them to do whatever their shameful things their hearts desire as a result. Now watch this. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They became sex addicts. They became sex addicts, and they had such a desire for sex. The sex desire became so strong. Look at verse 25. They traded the truth about God for a lie. I know. Now listen, this has got, this got to do with your sinful living, Right? Watch what happened. Everybody said, your, your sex desire. Now, here's the, here's the thing. This is going to be good. Stay with me. All right? Now, now I'm going to get done today. Five minutes. I'm going to get done. Jay, Jay told me I can't go over 40 minutes today. All right, now. 
So he says, verse 20, so they traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worship and serve the thing that God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Then he jumps into verse 26. He said, that is why God abandoned them, because they didn't want to listen to what the word says. Everybody wanted to do them. So they abandoned them to their shameful desires. Now, here's, here's the kicker. Even the women turned against their natural way to have sex, and instead indulging in sex with other, and indulging sex with others. And men, instead of having normal sexual relations with a woman, burned with lust for each other. Men, sh- men did shameful things with other men as a result of this sin. They suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Right? Now, this ain't got nothing to do with the LGBT community. Ain't got nothing to do with that. This got to do with the sin in your life. And you decided, man, I got, listen, every time you turn on the television, it's about sex. Every time you turn on television. Uh, you know, now, when he said he got same, people had such a desire, they didn't care who they had sex with. It. People call themselves, I, I'm try this, I'm this, I'm that. Because they don't care. They just want to fulfill their own lustful desires. God said, since you sin and you want to sin so much and you don't want to recognize me as God, I'm going to let you be you. Right? And, and that, watch this. So our young kids, young kids, you know, I was in, I was, and I never forget, I was, I was the dean in elementary school, and a little boy pulled out his weenie and then tried to do something to somebody in the bathroom. It was only in third grade. So I called his mama, and I called his mama, and, and, and the boy, and the mama said, boy, you did what? Where you get that from? Mama, I saw you. <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy, the guy's on is true. It really happened. So they watched these behaviors. Now watch this here. Now, they don't have to see their parents do it. It's on their phones now. It's on their iPads. So it's, it's wetting their appetite and their desire, so they have such a desire for sex, and all this, and it's just eating them alive, but it's because of their sinful behavior. They became lovers. Of, they didn't care who they did what with. Right? Sin will take you down a road. It's so dark. You try to figure out, how did I get out of this thing? And now, like never before in history, it is crazy all the way down to the elementary school. It's bad. It's bad. I told you, you can't even let your daughter spend out her friend house no more. You can't even let your, your son spend because you don't know what's happening. Because what's happening is the Internet and all this stuff, man, is starting to influence these kids and it's on television, and it just influenced them, and it's got them going down the dark. So say know this. Any adult know. I tell you, I do marriage counseling. I tell you, I say, you, 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 you're good with your marriage until you invite that third party in. Once you bring that third party in, your, it's going to be hell to pay trying to figure, get this, try to get out of that jam. Once you start having sex and get involved with that kind of stuff, that spirit get inside of you. And then you start doing stuff, man, and then all of a sudden, it's so terrible. I just did a seminar with the man, I was at Lance about two or three years ago. We talked about that pornography and how that thing is such an addiction that it, it's so bad that they got covenant eyes. They got people that have to watch over you. People sneaking, staying up all night and then having, and doing, and on pornography. 
Then all of a sudden, here's the thing. It's so bad that they don't even have a desire for their mate anymore. They're expecting their wife to do what the person on the TV did. So your, your, the, wife, the wife that God gave you, you can't even, you can't even satisfy her no more because she wants you to do what the girl on the TV doing. On the YouTube. Oh, wait, now, listen. Now, if, if, hold on. If I can't handle it and I'm 50, Jay ain't got a chance at 12. If Satan can get him, listen, if Satan can get him locked in, that's what Hitler said. If you can give me your kids when they're little, he said, I got them for the rest of their life. That's real talk, right? Now, so he goes on. All right, now, then he goes on to verse 28. This is why you know it ain't got nothing to do with LGBTQ and all this kind of stuff. Watch what he says, right? Verse 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, they thought it was foolish. I ain't got time for God. Mom, I'm tired of you going to church. Why can't we go to youth church? We don't need, why we need to be in there? I don't need to be in there. We need to be over here. I told Terry, I said, bring him in. Bring him in. Here's what he says. He says, now watch this, verse 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do the things that should never, ever be done. Now watch this here. Verse 29. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Every kind of wickedness. Sin, greed, hate, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. That ain't got nothing to do with LGBTQ. No, that's why I told you he wasn't talking about that when he was dealing with that, that sex stuff. Those were sins. He said, listen, this bull crap right here that's happening, right? All this wickedness, the hate, the greed, the envy, the murder, the quarreling, deception, malicious, malicious behavior, gossip. Watch this. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, meaning they just angry all the time, proud and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. You're talking about the children. You can't tell them nothing. You talk to the elementary, the pre-K, I should have Tasia give up a testimony. I mean, you, you got to undo kids coming in with all kind of crazy spirits. But listen to me. But your kid has a tablet in their hands, man, at three. And you don't have no covenant eyes on your tablet. So some of you all don't even know how your kids have to teach you how to use it. So they all over the place. Raise your hand you know I'm telling the truth. Young people, you can raise your hand too because you know you're doing it. All right, now. Verse 31, I'm going to be done, Jay, I promise you. So then verse 31 says, they refuse to understand and break their promises and are heartless and they have no mercy. You got these young folks, man, they're killing, they don't even care. I heard that said, young, young folks walk down the street now and the old folks, young folks used to move out the way for the old folks, now the old folks get out the way for the young folks. Because they're so angry, they're on so many drugs, they'll pull their gun and what you looking at me for? They're pulling a gun out on you. Now, we lucky it ain't that bad yet. But you go to the city, you know, now they got kids, they just had a thing on new, the kid selling vapors at 10 years old in school. Selling vapors, making a profit. That's in Muskegon, though. They selling vapors to kids at 10. So your elementary school, you send your kid to school, and they buying vapors. And what they put in the vapor, 
We'll get, get to the next. So they have no mercy. And here it is, verse 32. They know God's justice and require that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Satan is not playing. He's serious. But God said that, listen, I want everybody to be saved. He said, I sent my son Jesus Christ in the world to infuse you with his spirit so you can ward off Satan as he walked to and fro seeking whom he may devour. And he's coming lower and lower and lower. And he's messing. If you can't handle it, everybody I talk to, I mean, bar none, I'm not, pull, I'm not pulling your leg. Everybody I talk to in education said, Mr. Durant, you may be glad you're out now. That's from Mona Shores to Fruitport to Spring Lake to wherever you go. They say, you ought to be glad you're not teaching now. It's a different generation because this is the information age. So now they got access. Satan said, I got you. And he locked them into this technology and they poured it in. And now you watch, if you watch any television, sex is coming up within five, ten minutes of the movie. Even the, the Disney movies, they got the little cartoon characters kissing. I mean, when Lucille Ball and, and, and her husband, they couldn't even sleep in the same bed, and they was husband and wife. They got the, they, they, Pinocchio falling in love with somebody, they, they hug and they just, y'all, y'all, we, listen, this is serious business, y'all. But it comes, listen to me, as we wrap this thing up for the day, and I'll talk about it next week. Sin, everybody says Sin. The sin takes us down, little Miss Kose, they take you down that road that you don't want to go. So then Terry will say, I'm a, a girl, I'm going to kill you, wait till I get home. Why did he have to say that? Because what he's teaching at home is not what she's getting somewhere else. So some of her friends is influencing her. Adults. If you don't get this sin thing under control, Satan is going to destroy you and your family. He says, listen, I come to take the life out of you. I'm walking to and fro. You don't even know me. I can transform myself into an angel of light. I can make you think I'm trustworthy when I'm trying to destroy you the whole time. If you think I'm lying... Think about it when you do it to your friends, when you lie to them, you try to deceive them. I heard a, a coach tell me, I'm done, Jay. I promise you, I'm done, Jay. Jay, Jay. I told Jay, man, he must go to some of them. He, he timed me last week, the little midget. He timed me. I got out of church yesterday. He said, Pastor, you went 30 minutes over yesterday. We ain't going to do it. We on our way to church yesterday. Not 40 minutes a day, Pastor. Not 40 minutes a day. He told me that for real in the car. I started to kick him. He's going to stop by Walmart. I shouldn't have, I mean, Walmart. he said, let's go by West Coast. I shouldn't have bought him a pop. I shouldn't have bought him They're going to time me, right? Listen, Satan said, I come to kill, steal, and destroy. Young people, parents, I told you guys to watch Social Dilemma. You didn't do it. Watch it. It's got your kids, right? This thing has got it. Watch television day, right? I told my wife, I quit watching Power. I ain't watching Ghosts no more. I ain't watching The Scandal. I ain't watching the none of it. A Nuskin. Down the Pentecostal, well, I'm going to watch it. 
I'll watch it for you and tell you what's on it, right? <laughs> hey, listen, we were just watching a random, this is true, so we was watching a random show, I thought it was a good show, I'm, I'm done, Jay, I promise you, Jay, Jay holding his head like that. I told you not to go over fast. <laughs> I'm only seven minutes over, Jay, hold on. So I'm watching, this, this is a true story, so we were watching this one show, I thought it was a good, clean show, it was, it was a, you know, it was called something, anyway, and all of a sudden, the guy cheated on his wife. And then we was watching the show, me and I didn't and we tried to watch the show together. She looked at me, have you ever cheated on me? I said, you're not my beater. <laughs> I said, that's why I don't watch this stuff. <laughs> How you gonna accuse me of what you saw on TV? <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, I, I ain't got nothing to do with them people, man. That was Tyler Perry. <laughs> Everybody stand to your feet. Peter told, in 1 Peter chapter 2, he told, if I think it's verse 9, he says, we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. Now, I want you to think something. He said, you are a royal priesthood. Satan knows that God got you, right, upon his wings, and he's given you his Holy Spirit. And he wants to derail you. So he's going to throw all kind of stuff at you. Now, you got to make a decision today, young people. You got to make a decision today. Am I going to live for God? Or am I going to live for me? Because you have to die to you. If you live for God, I promise you're going to have the best time of your life. You will enjoy it to the utmost. But sin has a price that sometimes we don't want to pay. Right? And when they say children disobey their parents and all this kind of stuff, raise your hand if you know some kid that disobeyed their parents, not your kid. That means it's real talk. That means if I can't, if you won't listen to me, you know, if you won't listen, listen, if you won't listen to your parents, nobody else has a chance. And you living for God. Today is the day you got to make a decision. Am I going to accept Jesus Christ and his teachings about God and who God is and why it's so important for us men to walk in righteousness? Or am I going to keep on doing me? Young people, old people alike, listen, are you going to make a decision today and continue to live in sin and then let all your fleshly desires take control of you? And you start doing stuff, man, you know it's wrong and you feel guilty when you do it. How many people ever feel guilty when you did something wrong? That's God, the Holy Spirit telling you it's wrong. You know it, it don't feel good. It might feel good at the time. But the end results, you're scared, you're looking over your shoulder, you're hoping you ain't got nothing, you hope you don't get in no trouble, you hope you don't get caught, and you worry, and when somebody calls you on, you're paranoid. Because what Satan want to do, he wants you so scared, your anxiety level up, and that's what Derrica, Derrica, that's what her job, that's why she had to do seminars now. The reason why she has to do it now, man, because the anxiety level is so up, so high, because people sinning, and things are coming up, and it's coming on the people. And you got to know, you got to know you can't just sin. Because sin brings on anxiety and stress. And that's, that's, that's important. So make sure that your life is in order with God. Let's bow heads. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the day. Thanks for each person who committed their life to you. Lord, we know what Satan does. Satan want to turn us loose. 
let us be able to do whatever we want to do. And Satan is just attacking us in every way. It's just crazy what he's doing. And it's been on the rise in the last hundred years, getting progressively worse. People are hurting. People are devastated. People are wounded. Anxiety levels up. Stress levels up. People don't know what to do. Satan making us think that sex is the answer. And it's creating more problems. The answer is you. And Lord, we ask you right now to come into their heart. Let them receive you and what you do. Let them appreciate you for who you are and what you're doing for them and how you love them so much that you're out there on the limb every day trying to make sure they get it right. Thank you. We praise and magnify you. We give you glory for all that you do. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It's time for giving. Uh, we don't beg you for anything. We ask you, you know how you give, how you support. You guys have been so phenomenal in your support. All right. Um, I, every young person, if you can write down something and bring it in next Sunday, what we talked about today, all right, and then we're going to have a prize for everyone to come. We're going to do a drawing. And then we're going to give you guys a, a prize, but you got to bring it in. You got to give it, turn it into the office by next week. Amen. As we leave this place, never ever your presence. Lord, we pray right now for every single person as they leave this place. Let them know they're loved by you, that you love them. Despite what they're going through, despite what Satan is saying, that you still love them. Regardless, they're not the sin that they commit. They're your child. And we pray that you be with them. Guide their hearts, guide their minds. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you all. You all may be dismissed.